Spinzone listeners, thanks for stopping in again. Good to have you with us. This episode was recorded about a year ago for the BC Club, an extension of the Bad Christian Podcast. Now, I was checking it, checking it out yesterday, and even though I've heard the whole episode before, I found myself wanting to listen again uh, because of the insight and thought-provoking uh, points that Bonnie makes about the Bible. It is a episode to listen to twice for me personally, and um, her take on the Bible has reached such deep places in her heart that she has felt compelled to write a whole new translation of the Dagum Bible. How about that? Uh, so, a dandy of an episode. I want to thank you guys who support this podcast regularly. If you are a regular listener and you want to do that as well, you can go to patreon.com slash pwnapod. And I want to thank David Treadway for being the most recent patron supporter. So, thank you, David. And the, the rest of you, enjoy the show. We are here with Bonnie Lewis over in Austin, Texas. Are you, are you from uh, Are you from Austin originally? No, originally I'm from all over, but none of those places okay, are Texas. Okay. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. Thanks for not telling me all, where all, I don't want to know all those. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. If we had time, I'd love to hear it. What have you been up to today? A good day so far? Yeah, great day. A little cold for my taste. I want it to be summer, but it's only January. But you yeah. know what? Mostly in Texas, it's warm, so it's fine. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I have actually been getting ridiculed all day by like the ex-evangelical crowd. It's cra- it's, uh, it's Here's what's so crazy. How much we are alike. And, and I have no idea. You, I mean, I would assume you're a Christian because you're doing a Bible translation. Right. All that stuff. So I, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. So you and I don't know each other. So I don't know exactly what, I don't even know if you know what ex-evangelical is or if, if you consider yourself one or whatever. Right. But I feel like there's so much common ground there, but what is so frustrating, and you don't have to respond by the way, you can if you want, but I feel like when, when there's a dialogue there, Unless I am a hundred percent exactly where they are, not only with whatever belief I ascribe to, but also understanding everything that they understand too. Mm. Like I will even, I will even assume. Let's just say uh, they really are more enlightened. Well, all I'm saying is, help me. Like, right. And I and 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 while you're helping me, I may say something the wrong way. I may show like an ugly side of me that is why I'm asking for help. But it's like, once you say one little thing that breaks a rule, it's like, you're the bad guy. Screw you. We can't associate with you. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You yeah. just needed the conversation that was needed. <laughs> <laughs> we still need to work through. Oh, that's tough. Totally, that's really totally, tough. Totally. All right. So uh, that's not what we have you here on. I'm excited to tell folks that you are you have embarked, and I don't know where in the process you are. Maybe you have started, maybe you haven't, but you're writing a translation of the Bible. Yes. Am I correct? You are totally correct. I know it sounds insane, so you kind of have to say it twice, but yeah. yeah so, and, and I watched, uh, so I, I want to make a little joke. So I watched your video, and so I know that you're not like this at all. I can tell your heart, but have you ever had someone come up to you and be like, 
who are you <laughs> to write oh my gosh. a version of the Bible? Hey, don't expect us to call you Queen Bonnie like they did that James guy. You know what I mean? It's like, what? The audacity. Totally. Do you have people say that? Oh my like, gosh, all the time. <laughs> like you, I can't like, and this weird question of how come you're allowed? And right. so, you know, and sometimes it's framed like, what are your credentials? How, why, why should I trust you? But what's really yeah. interesting is it is a lot of males that are uncomfortable yeah. with it. But is also, it? Yeah, it's very uncomfortable wow. of like none of the, you know, you get classic like, well, none of the writers of the New Testament were female. And yeah. this is, we don't have women that do this. They just preach to women groups or they just write Bible studies. So why can you do it? So that's classic and also expected. I think I kind of knew that was coming. But what I didn't expect, which really is interesting, is women, some women have said this to me. And um, I did a lot of thinking on that. The same thing? Yeah. They said the same thing to you? Um, But not in a theological way. In more of a way of, it. it's almost like when seeing me step out and doing something against the grain and like totally not normal, is like it held up a mirror to their own yeah. existence and realized, oh crap, I'm playing by these rules that say I can't do certain things and maybe I don't want to anymore. But they didn't notice it until they saw someone yeah. else not play by those rules. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's been yeah. really interesting yeah. for sure. Yeah. That That's so crazy though, because honestly, I don't see... I mean, even a fundamentalist that is going to nitpick scripture, for instance, like I don't even see where that person has grounds to stand on whether or not you can... I mean, you're basically saying, hey, I want to dedicate a huge part of my life. It's going to be, mi- it's going to be miserable. It's going to be great, <laughs> but it's, it's not going to be like this awesome walk in, in the park. I just want to try to express it how I feel God is trying to express it. You're not allowed to do that. Isn't like, that you, so funny? I know. Is it because you're making it official or something? I, think, I mean, I think no one the, would say that Bonnie can't tell the Bible how she thinks that it is. Oh, you know, you would be surprised. We for sure say that. And I think it's an issue of semantics. Like, I yeah. am fully tracking what you're saying. Um and I've just tried to wrap my head around where they're coming from. And I think it's the word translation. I mean, it just, it's like, there's just a group of people that cannot get past it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it is yeah, what totally. it is. But I mean, for me, I'm like, well, I'm, then it's not for you. So then right. you don't need to read it, which is fine. You right. can just move on. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So uh, obviously to do something like this has got to be something that you really strongly believe in. So mm-hmm. it, it, it would sound as if you believe that, that you, uh, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think this yeah. is a neat way of seeing it, but you are seeing God's word in a way that is true enough and, or true enough to you. In other words, you really feel like it's God speaking to you but it's unique enough to actually put forth all of this time and effort and raising money to actually do it. Yes. No, that's a great assessment. Yeah, absolutely. I do believe that it's true enough to put time and effort towards. Um, Otherwise, I would do something, honestly, just simpler. Um, (laughs) But um, And then I do believe it's... um, it's also, I think it's creative enough and it's multifaceted and it's beautiful enough that it, it can be unpacked in a way that, and I'm not saying that no one's done it, 
Um, but I'm right. saying in this certain church culture we're in now, it's not done often enough, I don't think. And so for me, I'm like, gosh, I not only believe in it just as it is, but in what we can use it for and what we can do with it in a way that um, just kind of opens up a new construct. I think it's the way yeah. that we're doing it is is brand new, and I think it's needed, though. Yeah. Yeah, totally. All right. So what so what is what's so important about how Bonnie Lewis sees things? Like what is uh tell us about this project. Yeah, totally. So the project's called Tim Shell, which means thou mayest, um, in Hebrew. And it's in, you know, you probably know this, but it's in the book of Genesis and it's the first idea of conscience and how we kind of come up to these situations in our lives and we have a choice of how we act. And yeah. For me, that's huge. I think that I grew up in a really evangelical setting, and I didn't know I had a choice. So um, it wasn't until we went through this kind of like deconstruction, reconstruction phase that I realized, oh my gosh, I, I do have a choice. I can actually discover things on my own, and I can decide what I believe. And so um, for me, that's the basis of it. And it's really written in a way that it encourages wrestling and dialogue, because I wanted it to mirror how texts used to be dealt with, you know, like in Jesus's uh, time. Yeah. in um, rabbinic literature, you know, that's what they did. They're like, it was the center of things. And then people dialogued and wrestled and tossed around ideas. And now right. mostly in churches, like the word is just kind of preached. And then that's it. It's not even yeah. a small group. It's sort of contrived. And it's like people come up with their questions. It's not this interpretive nature. So, right. I really wanted to bring that out again because I think we've sort of lost that. Um, but I think what makes it the most unique is first and foremost, I'm a writer. Like I get, I preach and speak, but I love writing. So yeah. I wanted to take um, the literary genres of the stories that we chose and then translate them so that they stuck to the literary genre. So if it's a poem, keep it that, you know, just because I think that's very important in, in scripture. It tells us a lot about the text and then a lot about how creative God is, which I think is huge. Um, but the other thing I wanted to do that was important to me is take all the cultural, historical context, um, the Greek and the Hebrew, and really dive in and then put in um, thoughts and emotions that we know based on the history, based on the culture, based on the words, based on the literary genre, that these uh, characters were going through or something that they yeah. were feeling and putting that into the writing to bring life to it. And that was important to me because forever, I mean, I grew up in church, like I was a really good church kid and I went to seminary, like a really good church kid. And I yeah. still would read these stories and one, they didn't always make sense, but B, they just always felt flat to me. And I thought yeah. like, there's just no way I can relate to anyone here. And, yeah. um, so to bring out sort of what they might be feeling, what they might be thinking, allows us to connect on a totally different level. So um, yeah. it's really unique. It's really interesting. And um, the first one we translated was Genesis uh, 22. Did you get a chance to read it? Yeah. Yeah. It's really awesome. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I just, so how much of like, like how much have you done so far? Yeah. So I've mapped out all the 20 stories and then yeah. um, like roughly outlined and began to research, you know, a handful. 
the kicks right. the Kickstarter, like we had mentioned, so it's on Kickstarter. I don't make a right. penny from the Kickstarter. Who makes money off of the Kickstarter is just the printing of the book. Um, who, my friend that made the video, I would like to pay him for his craft. Um, and yeah. then I have a team of editors and like advisors that are that are on there. And so I really want to pay them for what they're good at. Yeah. And so I've done a little bit on my own, but I've only gotten so far as my own before I've handed yeah. anything off because I don't want to make them work for free. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah, totally. But this, totally. the 10 so stories. I'm, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I'm the classic dad podcaster. Here I am trying to podcast. Everybody thinks I have like this real awesome big Bad Christian podcast and Alexa is going off with my six-year-old making a family announcement about dinner. <laughs> Did you hear that in the background? I didn't like, hear oh, it. I heard her. Alexa but it's has okay. my changed kids are everything. Doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I know Siri. You okay. know what, Siri? I think um, we have like the HomePod, and yeah. she, I think she has it out for me. She doesn't answer yeah. me until I'm screaming, <laughs> and then she answers really nice to make it look like I'm the crazy one. And I just does she I, talk really nice to your husband? Oh, Maybe so, she has something so for nice <laughs> and answers him on the first time, and it's a little biased. That's I think. hilarious. That's <laughs> hilarious. Okay, I'm sorry I interrupted you, and okay. I may at some point need to go downstairs and tell them to knock it off if they keep doing it. It's okay. I can't um, hear if it's any consolation. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. And did did I ruin your train of thought? I probably did. No, probably I was just no going to say that the 20 stories um, yeah. were specifically picked as all ones that we've either heard a million times and still don't get, or yeah. we've heard a million times and have been used sort of as the shame narrative. You got to give so, us a, an example. Give us an example. Okay, great. So a really easy, well, so Abraham and Isaac's the one we started with. And yep. um, that one we chose because Abraham is always being shown as like, look how amazing he is. He's this hero of our faith because God said, kill your son. And he just was like, okay. <laughs> and right. I've never been comfortable with that. I've never been comfortable with the God that asked that. I've never been comfortable with somebody who's a hero of the faith that agrees to that. And like, right. why didn't Isaac's? Like fight that. So right. that, for example, I've or never. Or why would you think a good God would ask you to do that, you dummy? Like, <laughs> like and, I've and never. You're our leader. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like okay, maybe <laughs> something's off here. So right. that would be a really good one. Um, the other one I put Proverbs 31 in there. Obviously, the way women are treated and the yeah. things that they are told they can and cannot do um, in churches yeah. is a big deal. So that one's in there. The other one, uh, one in the New Testament, that's one of my favorites is. Um, when the prostitute uh, puts like washes Jesus's feet with her hair and um, yeah. does that. And so, you know, cause in some of those, like that story, for example, what normally comes out of it is just this really trite and shallow, like she gave her whole perfume and right. everything was lovely and smelled right. good. And it's just, there's so much more, there's so many more layers and there's so much more depth. And so my point was to say like, Hey, we're not done here yet. There's, there's more yeah. to this. Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Okay, so if I am hearing you correctly, it seems as it like or, or did um did you mention before we hit the air, so to speak, you're you listen to Bad Christian, you've dabbled with that podcast. Yes. So you, yeah. Okay, so you're familiar with our conversations. Like, are you relatively up to date as far as like listen to us in the last year or two? Oh yes, yes, yes. Last okay. month, no. Okay. But <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so in your best estimate, are you and I kind of in in very general terms similar places? Yeah. Yes. At, at seeking faith. Okay. Okay. So basically, what you're doing is wanting to 
take take the Bible that we've all been reading, we've all been taught to read it a certain way, and actually present it almost in a uh, in a more functional way to do what it was supposed to do in the first place. But almost like you're saying here, this is what you're supposed to do with it. And I'm trying. It, it's like it's like you're making a big highlighter to here is how you're supposed to read the Bible. This is the culture back then who wrote this did not expect you to read things like this. Yeah, <laughs> crying out loud. Here's how you're supposed. To, is, is that kind of what you're trying to? Yeah. Do so yes. Yeah, so that would be part of it. Um, like the other thing that bugs me about the way we read it or anything preach it, teach it, whatever now, is that everything's always really um, tied up in like a really pretty package. And if you yeah. read the story on the Kickstarter page, it's not at all. So um, we end the story talking about Sarah. And, you know, so much of the commentaries at the time and, and Midrash and so much of um, the Jewish scholars at the time also say Sarah died of a broken heart because she was so upset that she thought her husband would do this to her son. And so... A, we never hear that now, but B, yeah. that's so uncomfortable because why would God show up to intervene for Isaac, but Sarah got left? And so I, my point was, I, to your point too, I didn't want to tie up these ends. I want to say, no, you, right. this should be spurring you on to be like, wait, what? And yeah. ask someone and deal with it internally. So for sure, that's part of it. And then the other part of it, is um, God always uses, in all the books of the Bibles and the literary genres, the literary genre of the day to kind of rewrite a narrative um, of his own story. So I see cultural conversations right now all the time of people, of inner journeys and people saying, what is our own story? I want to own my story. I want to be brave. I want to be vulnerable. And so I think if we want to go forth and we want to have a Bible that makes sense to us, and we can read it in a new way, we need to do um, use that language of today. And so to make the characters vulnerable and to for them to say their own story, it allows us then to connect on that level. Yeah. So it's kind yeah, of both and, sure. like ancient and modern. Yeah, 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 definitely. Gosh, that is, like, do you find yourself in a play? Okay, so... When you look at the Bible, do you see it as uh, at least partly a recording of humanity's thoughts about God becoming more advanced over time? Is is that partly correct in how you see it? Like we're actually watching a more advanced view of God, a more accurate view of God develop over time, you know, from a time where they uh, thought, you know, let's let's just say a literal flood did happen. And um, so back then they would have no other way of seeing it than God hates us and wanted us all to die. And apparently this dude with a big boat knew what was going on. Yeah, right. That's the only way they can read that situation. Ananias and Sapphira, they dropped dead. You know, they could have had like a stomach flu and they could have right. been in bed for eight hours, but then they found out they stole money. or was like, oh my gosh, that's why. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. just they, they had those sorts of lenses um, does that make sense what I'm asking? Yes, I think it does. So I think you're asking if like, if we're going to take Genesis to Revelation, do I feel like I'm watching a new awareness of God develop? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think in a sense, a little bit. I mean, I, I don't necessarily know. Honestly, I've never even thought about it in that construct before. Right. Um, but I do think we would be at a miss if we didn't say that um, we know different things at the end of the book as we do yeah. at the beginning. Um, right. But I definitely, when I read it, I definitely think that the Bible is just as much about God as it is what it means to be a human and how God right. interacts with us. And so right. I definitely see that as a more maybe um, pronounced thread for me than the other. Yeah. Now, now, just just for our listeners' sake and kind of knowing who you are spiritually as you are taking on such a project, do you, do you consider the Bible to be the book of all books, like that's that's on the top shelf sort of thing, like superior. Well, can you like? There's so many like layers to that I know. question. <laughs> you you so so you you pick your layer and give us your best yeah. shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I definitely consider it to be um spiritually top shelf. So for me, yeah. I'm like weak. I can read it and I can find any spiritual truth that like I need to find. Now that doesn't mean I don't think you can't find spiritual truths elsewhere because I also yeah. believe that. Um, but I believe that the Bible is true in terms of spiritual. Do I believe that the Bible is true in terms of everything being literal? No, I don't. Um, yeah. And if I did, then I definitely couldn't embark on something like this. Um, so, yeah, in that sense, I do. But I also believe that if we're paying attention to it and we're paying attention to the truth there, then we, sh- we should be able to find truths outside of it as well um, and then claim them for Jesus. And like, I just, I, for me, that just works out. Like it's all, it always just works out in the end in terms of, um, if I consider the spiritual truths of the Bible to be like the top shelf there, then I see the world through that same lens. Yeah. 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 So yeah. yeah so sure. like one a criticism that I've gotten that's easy is like, you're not, you don't, um, your translation doesn't count or whatever you want to say, cause it's not yeah. word for word. Um, but so for me, it um, my biggest goal is that the spiritual truth stays intact. And so gotcha. whoever God is, that that stays complete there. So like if you're if you're going to go and read it, say one of the listeners goes and reads it, um, someone's like I obviously put in things and someone said, well, that's not fair that you say in this verse that Isaac gasped because we don't really know if Isaac gasped because we couldn't be there. And so yeah. to me, I'm like, I understand where you're coming from. I personally think that's splitting hairs, but um, right. it doesn't matter if he did or didn't. Um, that doesn't change who God is at all. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, totally. Totally. I mean, do you think that you, uh, you know, I, I've, obviously what you're doing is is definitely on the uh, fray of right. evangelicalism, like a lot of people would be like, uh, you know, a little uneasy or whatever. But would you say that you hold any, uh, with, with what you are aware of when it comes to evangelicalism, um, and, and tell me if you're not aware at all, but with what you are aware of, do, do you personally hold any sort of doctrines that would rub the 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 typical evangelical the wrong way like are there any hot buttons that you know um you hold differently yeah yeah for sure um i definitely i think inerrancy is probably a big one um that would be a hot button you know right out of the gate um and then the other things that i i 
I also, there are some things that literally in the Bible I just don't think are true, which would be yeah. a hot button. And, and proves to be interesting when you're parenting children who are like at a Sunday school. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you know exactly what I mean. So, um, so oh, yeah. that would I be. I pastor a church in which I don't agree with everything that's taught. I mean, yeah. and, and I'm, for the first time, I'm having to really figure that out and confront it. And part of me feels like, you know what? I want our kids to understand the Southern Christian culture, even if it is to have a better perspective of knowing what's wrong with it. You know, because we are having the ongoing dialogue, and I have no problem with saying, look, there's specific things you're talking about that I don't even agree with, but right. that doesn't make them bad people. We're just all thinking about this, trying to figure it out, and, and all of that. But yeah, yeah it's, it's really the fine it's line a crazy of, like phase of listening and then trying to say, well, what about that? Or presenting sort yeah. of, because that's the thing is, I don't want my kids not knowing that that's out right. there. You know what I mean? I don't, right. that's just as bad, I think, as not knowing the other one is. So, right. yeah, so that, and then I think I have, um, and this isn't totally defined for me yet, just because um, I'm just a work in progress, but I definitely know, just based on what I see, um, a broader acceptance and inclusivity and, um, yeah. I err on the side. I know this sounds so silly, but I really do err on the side of love and inclusivity more, yeah. way more than, yeah. Yeah. honestly, the average evangelical. So, yeah. Have you read The Great Spiritual Migration by Brian McLaren or no, heard of him? I've or? definitely heard of it. I haven't read that book yet, though. Oh, my gosh. That, so I just read that. And I think for the first time, my mind has entertained that even, even looking at the Bible, it seems as if universalism at, is at the very least on equal playing fields, mm -hmm. theoretically, than any other view. Yeah, now, totally. I would go so far as to say that the, the verses that seem to be clear about that are way more clearer than Jesus talking about Gehenna. And, <laughs> yeah. and then all of a sudden, all of us making a you know huge theology on hell and stuff. I know. I, you know that, that's another thing. I've really been interested in the topic of hell just over the past year because it was one of those things. So like I probably deconstructed, you know, maybe five years ago. So like on a personal note, the Tim Shell name came from we had we had I have two kids, but we have um one that we should have had in the middle that we delivered as a stillborn. And so when that happened, I really had to come kind of to the fences and say, what is it that I think about this? And what is it yeah. that I think about a God that would allow this? Or do I think he caused it? And it was all these questions that I had never asked, but I was convinced at the time that um, God was punishing me for something I either did wow. or didn't do. I mean, that's how- And just out of curiosity, how long ago was this? That was five years ago. Okay, five years ago, you thought God was punishing you. Yeah, like it was, it was Jeez. bad, and um, it was so hard because I realized, like, it, the situation was hard enough, and then to realize I had these thoughts and beliefs that I had been operating on for you know thirty years that I didn't yeah. even, I didn't even know were in inside of me like that, and so that was. Um, not only like the catalyst to our deconstruction, but I mean, it was, it was this also this realization of like, oh my gosh, no, in terms of hell, like me talking about talking, thinking about hell over the past year is going, oh, actually, no, that was hell. It, it was actually hell yeah. believing yeah. in a God 
that would do that and that does that. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it would, it's so redefining. So just this past year, I've just kind of been digging in more and more and just realizing, gosh, there are so many things that I just believed because I was told I did. And I don't yeah. like, this is amazing. All this freedom I have now to choose and I can look and I can study and I can pray and, and God is big enough to handle all of that. And that's exciting for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like at the very least, what I would want to encourage all of us to do is at least acknowledge, especially for those who have been brought up in the church, you approach the Bible with a specific context and yeah. a set of presuppositions that you were given. And so here's what happened to me. When I read the verses that seemed to validate uh, the the fiery place where hell is and people go there forever, forever. that made complete sense to me because I'm like, oh yeah, that's what mom and dad told me about. That's what my church told me about. That's what that's talking about. That's clear. But then when Jesus says some sort right. of hippie universalistic shit that, you're, that throws you for a loop and you're like, what in the... Why did he say that? Like, for example, the dudes yeah. uh, are lower his friends down the roof, and Jesus looks at his friend's faith and then turns to the guy in the in the bed and says, "Your your friend's faith causes me to forgive you." Yeah, and and so as a kid, I would read that and be like, "Well, that doesn't make any sense." Jesus must have been thinking something else that I have no idea about, and I just discarded it as a verse I would never understand. Mm -hmm. Instead, now I'm like, "Well, wait a second. Why don't I slow down with that one? Exactly. <laughs> and really think through what in the world did Jesus just mean? Yes. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, and, and what's crazy is there's a lot of verses like that. That's what's blowing my mind is now, now going through scripture, I'm like, whoa, Jesus just, and, and, and obviously I, I get the fact that some of this could be looking too far into it, but when they start piling up, I'm like, oh my gosh, like Jesus actually said when he was uh, pissed off at the people in the temple, he said, this was a place this was supposed to be a place of prayer for all men. Right. I'm like, whoa, wait a second. <laughs> now I totally understand if if you know if you want to go the whole all men all over the world route, but he just said prayer, all men. Uh, you can also take that to be all people yeah. who pray to <laughs> something <laughs> are supposed to come here and maybe we can have some common ground as humans. You know? Yeah, but, no, it's so true. And I love that because like, that's our goal here is to pull out these things and these motifs and these verses and these people and say like, maybe we should reread that and then right. let it sit and be uncomfortable and talk about it and like decide, you know, just have the freedom to wrestle with it that I just don't think we always sort of give space for. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Do you have anybody that are uh, e either haters of what you're doing? Maybe they don't come right out and say, that's the dumbest thing ever, but you can just feel their eyes roll in the back of their head when they're walking away. Like anybody that just thinks that, oh my gosh, you, you know, you're a mom, you got married, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. you got all sorts of responsibilities. What in the world are you doing? Yeah. You know, it's so interesting because I can say this because um, I can guarantee they do not listen to your podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, what's been really interesting is that sometimes people do say that, like, oh, you're a mom and you are a writer. And so what do you have? And, and to me, I'm insulted by that because um, I also have my master's in theology and I am a pastor. And so I'm like, that's not fair for you to say because I'm not right. just this one thing. And right. 
if it were a man, you wouldn't say that. You wouldn't say yeah. you're also a dad and you're also whatever. So that's sort of just insulting. Um, but what's been interesting is I have some people that comment. I mean, you, for Kickstarter, you have to do, you know, like social media. It's like this whole game. Yeah. You have to just win at this oh, yeah. game. And, um, and so I have some people commenting that say stuff, you know, like, you can't do this, or you, you should leave interpreting the Bible to the publishing industry, which I find like <laughs> so hilarious. <laughs> which is like, and so some of them, exactly, that's my response. I'm literally just like cracking up. Um, those superhumans <laughs> over there that <laughs> really know what they're doing. <laughs> those people. And so like, that's funny to me. And also like some people will say, you know, you can't or whatever. And I'm like, whatever, I don't know them and they don't know me. And so it's very easy for me to brush it off. And um, yeah. so that's fine. But what's been interesting is the people that do know me and um, you've got two that the mostly everybody is like cheering me on and like supportive and pledging and whatever. Um, but there's a small group of people and you have two responses. One is just dead silence, like act like they never saw it. They don't know what's yeah. happening. And just a just classic avoidance, you know what I mean? Just yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah, totally. And then Gosh. the other one is, I actually have I had a person um, contact me, and he was a, a good friend of mine, and he uh, just is is hung up on the fact that I'm quote adding things to the Bible, and so I tried to mm-hmm. engage in a conversation and say like, hey, if if that's what you're hung up on, then you and I are starting at two different starting points in the first place. Like we're not even coming at it at all from the same way. Um, And he just started kind of throwing out some inflammatory words and whatever. And so I just said, you know what? I'm not interested in continuing this discussion with you. And um, what's crazy about that is that more than anything upset him. Just like I would have the audacity to have boundaries. And he just said, you know, you're a heretic. You're leading everyone astray. Um, I, I'm not only praying for you and your soul, but I'm also praying that your project totally fails. And I, yeah, that's a bold, I think, admittance there. But, um, I was so struck by that. It was obviously hurtful because I (laughs) I know this person, right? right? But also I was so struck by that theology of yeah. I'm going to pray that God causes harm or like make someone fail or, you know, all these things against you and that you don't prosper. And it took me a few days. And then I realized that is exactly why this thing has to happen. Like, this is why I'm doing it is to war yeah, against he, that theology. He, yeah. Could he have at least not just asked God to gently impress upon your heart? <laughs> Just give her a he, sense. He has to go physical harm on you. Why not just, Lord, please guide her I know. and lovingly steer her in a different direction? I know. Gosh. And I was just like, wow. Like, I forgot. That. And it's because you forget sometimes when you're not yeah. in conversation that, that there are people living and breathing that think and do those things. Yep. And I just was like, oh, yeah, this is why um, a new way, a new reading, a new has to happen. Because yeah. there is a bunch of us that either used to believe, still believe, or like, I don't believe that anymore. But even when he said that, it jog- it was like a triggering. It was like post-traumatic stress from like spiritual trauma for me. And I was like, 
I had to go back and reread, you know, the, this sounds so silly, but the passage that I translated of a God that doesn't ask you to cause harm and that doesn't yeah. want that for you and to remember, oh yeah, that's not who he is. Like that's right. what you used to believe and you are free to not believe that anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, this has been awesome. All right, so you have, a, a, I checked, I think, like 20 minutes ago, you have 172 backers. So who are these people? Are they, is that mostly friends and family, or have you been able to, like, I don't I don't know how long yeah, it, so we did it out it. there, and, and how have you gotten exposure and, and all yeah, that? Yeah, you know what? I'm like, um, I'm so proud of myself because it's not all friends and family. I would say the first, nice. yeah, maybe the first um, five grand was probably friends yeah. and family. Um, and then after that, it wasn't, and you know, everyone says, don't start a Kickstarter until you have a platform and don't, and, um, we just did it anyway. And so we were yeah. just like, we're doing this. Um, but, and so it's not all friends and family. It's people that, I mean, in just some of the groups that I'm in that I, um, I didn't post it to the groups, but like somebody must've heard about it. Cause I did run a few Facebook ads. So where you can like target them. So somebody yeah. must've heard about it. And then I would see it posted in some of these like unfundamentalist groups I'm in or whatever. And, and then see people latch onto it. I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Like it was, it's every time yeah. it happens, it's such a surprise. So I would say probably 85% of the people that have pledged, I have never met. I don't know who they are. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. It's really cool. That's really cool. I yeah. know. And it's like, it's kind of shocking to me because I'm like, wait a minute, what? And, um, I get these messages that are so moving of these of people that are like, I have deconstructed and the Bible remains to me, like you were saying, to put it in your language, top shelf, but I don't know how to read it without yeah. all this baggage. And yeah. when I read your section, I realized there's hope for me to be able to read it again. And so I backed your project. Yeah. And so it's yeah. so neat to see the type of people and how it's hitting them and just to kind of see it come out of the woodwork. So we've been doing it for like 26 days and it's only a 30 day campaign. So we're at 40% right now and it's till Saturday the 3rd. I don't know. This whole month has felt like a year, honestly. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we only have a few days left, but um, I feel really hopeful about it. And they say like all your funding comes in the last three days because people are like, oh crap, I got to share it and I got to fund it and I got to, you know, that haven't done it yet. Um, so yeah. we'll see what happens. But I, I'm really just excited mm -hmm. about other people that are excited. I mean, you put something out there and you don't know if anybody is going to also latch on. But if you right. don't put it out there, you don't ever know. So yeah. um, it's been really exciting so far, for sure. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, out of curiosity, so did do you feel that uh, given the nature of what you are setting out to do, you should not ask people to pay above? Like, I, I and and I could see it both ways, but I could also see you saying, look, if you know, I want people also to believe in this. Um, you know, if they want to believe in it with their well wishes and thumbs up, that's fine. But I don't want it to be a problem for someone to say, hey, I believe in this project so much that I would actually want you to be paid your time. Like, are you are you just uncomfortable with that idea? 
Oh, no. I mean, you're saying like if someone was like, I'm going to give you an extra 40000 so that you get paid. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that basically, no are you going to do that? Is that why you're asking? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have no problem being paid. I would rather be paid. But I gotcha. knew that I... Um, well, and the other reason, this is so nerdy, like I'm such a Bible nerd, but the reason why we did Kickstarter um, was because I really wanted it, again, to mimic the way that texts and sacred texts and the Bible used to be passed around, right? It was like this grassroots kind of thing. And so I was like, yes, like if we're doing our best to mirror how the Bible used to be dealt with, then we need to do that from start to finish. So of course I would love to be paid because I would love that. But um, I was like, okay, if I don't think that can happen because it has – hasn't come out yet you know and i know that's a big ask to say here's one story and like i want you to pay for this bible so bottom line let's pay my people because i really want to pay them for their craft you know what i mean so no i mean if you want to go ahead and just donate the 40k or whatever it is that's on your heart you just go ahead when my parents when my parents pass away i will give you that you (laughs) you know i'll give you that money (laughs) so that was like that made me a little uncomfortable but yeah bonnie's like what am i supposed to say to that (laughs) i don't want your money good gosh you have to go to death Exactly. <laughs> hey, so where do people go to uh, get straight to your Kickstarter? Yeah, so you want to go to, um, it's a bit.ly link, so bit-ly forward slash okay. Tim Shell Project. Okay. Hey, what what's, uh, do you have a Twitter profile that I can like tweet that link and, and have you on it as well? Yes. Well, I just, of course, only have Tim Shell. I couldn't do one for myself because it was just like another thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I have Instagram and Facebook, but um, for Tim Shell, it's at Tim Shell. <laughs> this is so silly. This like really shows my inability with Twitter, but it's at Tim Shell. And then like you're going to do. For Christ. For <laughs> Christ this <laughs> summer. For Jesus. And somebody said that I was just sharing in a group. I'm like, you don't understand like how, like what a big deal it is that I'm putting this out there because five years ago, my eBay handle was Bible Bonnie 1023. And so I don't think you realize. Bible Bonnie. Someone's going to go and look up all the things I bought. Um, But anyway, it's at Tim Shell. And then like you're going to do translation, but it ends. It's trans la one. You know what? I'm just going to tweet you and then (laughs) you'll be able to see it. So that'll be good. Okay. Sounds good. Well, this was a great conversation. I appreciate your time. You too. and, And good luck. And I hope you make it up there with like NIV and... Mr. Living Bible and all those guys. Yeah, well, you, you know, because those are all dudes, right? I they mean, J.I. Packer dudes. and, you know, all those dudes. So, so I do, I, we need, I hope that we need a premier woman. woman translation. I agree. I agree. And I think this could be it. But I do want to say, if I, I keep saying to my husband, I'm like, if in 10 years it's like sitting in the Christian section, we've, we've missed the mark. I think yeah. that yeah. we have missed what we are aiming to do. So I hope yeah. it's up there in terms of, like sales and effectiveness, but I hope it's its own path that yeah. more yeah. people get to um, experience, you know, a new Jesus. Yeah. So yeah. that would be great. For sure. Awesome. Good having you. Awesome. Thank you. You too.